Hello everybody, it's Lisa F. Miller and welcome to my Monday musings. Right, where if something's come up for me or I've had a thing with a client or in my own life and I just get online and talk about it for 20 minutes, half an hour or so and give my points of views, my musings about it. What I know works with myself and my clients and the tools that work for me. Because I'm pretty much what you'd call a consciousness coach but I nurture people into a new way to be and a new consciousness. So I put them through a nurturing immersion and tools and journaling and meditations and things that take you out of old, lower types of consciousness, the self-identity, the ego type stuff. Hi, Ali, how are you? And your subconscious consciousness into more of what you might call a quantum consciousness or a super consciousness. So you're no longer living out of those old patterns. You're no longer in that old paradigm of the brain. Because thinking our brain is our consciousness is like thinking uh, the radio or the stereo is actually the announcer as well, like they're inside the box or they're inside your speaker. Our brain is not where our consciousness comes from. Our consciousness is connected to our brain and it's part of it, but it's not our brain. We are a consciousness outside our brain, we're a being outside our brain. So. All my tools are based on acknowledging the brain, being kind to the brain, not resisting it, not judging it. However, finding tools that work with it and trick it to take you out of the old subconscious patterns that have us doing the same old deja poo, the same old stuff non-stop. And you know, there's been a lot of deja poo online. I've been noticing a lot of deja poo when I talk to people about what's going on at the moment. The COVID, there's vaccinations, and I don't want to get into any what's right or wrong. This is not what this is about. And I don't do that stuff. Um, you know, parliament and politics and all sorts of stuff worldwide. There's so much online that is deja poo. And what I mean by that, it's the same old stuff coming up and I get some things have to come to the light. I get that. However, what I'm seeing with the deja vu is the anger and resistance, the reaction and the resistance. So it's okay that things come up. We need to see them. We need to talk about them, but it's the continued anger and resistance that we see people and countries and places and prime ministers and whomever in, right? And I'm not talking about our prime minister, I'm just saying in general, the same old patterns. And what I'm noticing is the resistance and reaction, which just brings more in. It brings more in. So when we're reacting to something and carrying on in the reaction, we're still in our brains. We're not in our super or quantum consciousness. We're not in our deep, deep knowing, that sort of consciousness. We're actually just reacting out of old patterns and pathways. And this is what we are trained to do from quite young. And before that, we don't. Before that, we just react out of, this is what I need. These are my needs when we're little. And we also have that consciousness very clear. We know where to go. We know who to talk to. We know where to be. And we're in that super highly aware state. And then it gets trained out of us. By So by 8 to 10, we're actually in the brain. And we're functioning out of those subconscious patterns. And our brain works on the law of polarity. It works on you're right, I'm wrong, I'm right, you're wrong, I'm angry, you know, because you did this to me. You're angry because I did that to you. I'm sad because you treated me like this. This is how the brain works. It can only do polarity. It doesn't do creation, creative things. The most stuff it creates is the same old pattern, the deja vu.
that's what it creates. It creates the same pattern that you've been wired into for 30, 40, 50 years. Or you might have a new pattern that's being wired in. Because something happened and you made a story about it. You made it real, you made it true. And you listen to the same thought that comes up. To the point where that becomes part of your personality. But personality also can be based on an old subconscious pattern. We aren't all that we think we are right now. Because that's still in the brain. Okay? So resistance and reaction to things and aligning and agreeing with things is still out of the brain. And I don't mean that you can't have a point of view. I don't mean that. I don't mean that you can't agree or disagree with something. But when we're really fighting something, we can't actually shift it. And you know, the greatest things that have shifted have come out of peace and calm. If you think of Mahatma Gandhi, if you think of... Um, I'll think of his name in a minute. It'll come to me. Uh, but anyway, let's think about Mahatma Gandhi, right? Let's think about anyone who was in peaceful protest. They might have had an anger that had come from a deep, deep knowing that something's not right. But it's not a reacting, resisting anger. It's a deep sort of, okay, this isn't right. I know this isn't right. And I need to do something about it. But they had a calmness to them. And they sat in that calm and acted from that space. So the way to truly shift something is not the anger back. Because what does that do? It just creates more of it. And if we're trying to, hi Jenny, if we're trying to lift the vibration on the, and frequency on our planet, if we're trying to bring everyone back to more joy and gratitude and ease, then fighting against something, really truly fighting and being angry all the time, just adds an energy of anger to our planet and to that thing. And then, of course, you entangle yourself. Once you're really angry and stay angry all the time, you actually bring in more anger because you have an electromagnetic field and your emotion is actually energy moving and they can measure it and it's measured outside the body. So when you're in that rage and anger all the time at something all the time, then you are actually mingling and entangling yourself with more stuff to be angry for and about because the brain will just keep staying in an angry pattern and once that happens the RSA the reticular activating system can only see and or starts to see more and more things that make you angry so if you're angry and stay there and wire that into your synaptic pathways you see more things to be angry for and it just carries on or more things to be sad for or more things to be guilty about. It doesn't matter what it is. Or more things to be um, sad about. Whatever that is. But what I'm seeing a lot at the moment online is a lot of anger. And a lot of stuff like that. And I'm staying neutral. Even though I have points of views about, you know, what people, what I would choose for my family. That's from my deepest knowing. Who am I to judge what someone else chooses with their body? Who am I to judge what someone else chooses with their politics? Who am I to judge what someone chooses what they eat or whatever? I, that's not my business. My business is my body and my family. And yes, if there's something I decide on, I might sign a document to say, please pass this bill, definitely. But if I'm raging online or raging to people and angry long term, I just make the problem worse. Because I'm in an emotional space, which is an energetic electrical magnet field space, which creates more anger. And that just doesn't allow peace to come. 
or gratitude or joy into my life or into the life of the people that I'm judging. So I'm just adding to the problem. So what I'm talking about, girls, is resistance and reaction. At the end of the day, it's okay that we all do it, but if we stay in that, we wire it in and we keep wiring it into our reality. And you know that yourself. It's those days where you have a day and you get peeved about something. Then something else happens. You're like, oh, things always happen in three. And then something else happens because you're peeved. The next thing happens and you drop the eggs on the floor and you drop whatever. It just keeps going and going because the electromagnet field you're releasing for a start is that energy. So you're bringing in more of it. It's what they call a quantum entanglement in quantum physics. Or it might be what you call law of attraction if you want to use that. Well, I believe we're creating it with our energetic way of being. So yeah, have a blowout. We're all allowed a blowout. But if we stay there long term... If we're resisting and reacting long term to whatever's going on in politics, and there's a lot of stuff right now, and some of it I've had to unfollow, not because I don't agree with what they're saying, but because the anger behind it, I don't want to be with that. That's not what I'm asking for in my life. And everyone has a choice. I'm not telling you what to do right now. I'm just saying resistance and reaction long term is scientifically proven to change your brain pattern, just like trauma is. So your brain pattern will be stepping more into more things to find to be angry about. And that's how the reticular activating system works. It filters everything out. Hey, Claire, how are you? The reticular activating system filters everything. So if you're being angry long-term and staying angry, you just see more things to be angry about. And you'll bring more things into your life that make you angry. But if you try, not try, but if you use tools to step more into gratitude, even if you don't agree with that person, even if you think, oh, their, their politics is crap, but if you have gratitude for them, for them being a human being and being an allowance of their politics, then you don't get impacted by it. But you're being impacted by the reaction long term. And another reason for that is, is where our attention goes, our energy flows. So if we're fighting and fighting and fighting long term, and of course we do have to fight sometimes to get our way, and I don't mean that's not okay, but long term, it's actually calmness that's going to change it. Because your energy is going to wane with the resistance. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. So if you're angry and resisting, or someone's angry and resisting at you, they can't keep it up long term. If they do, they're going to make themselves sick, dis-ease. They're going to change their brain. They're going to change everything, probably their stomach and all sorts of other things as that energy becomes trapped. Oh, thanks, Arlene, and everything else. So it's actually calmness. So once we've had our rage and we've had our stuff, Coming back to calm, consciously aware and living in the moment exactly, is actually going to shift stuff. Because really it doesn't matter what they think about vaccinations. You still don't have to vaccinate or you can vaccinate. And I'm not saying I agree or disagree with this. But if you stay in reaction to them, you're always hooked into what they are saying and what they believe. And you truly don't get to have a proper point of view or safe for you because it's just this constant battle. Now, I'm probably getting people that are going to disagree with this. Some of you might disagree with this. But long term, any of the great leaders like Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, did it out of calm and peace. Yes, there was a deep knowing what that what was happening was wrong. 
and there must have been a deep sense of sadness and grief at times, but they acted out of calm. The greatest leaders act out of calm because when you're not calm too, you can't think straight and you can't access your deepest knowing when you're angry. Anger and intuition don't go well together. Rage and intuition don't go well together. Guilt and shame and blame and low, low grief and that, they don't go well together. What goes well together is, yep, I know this isn't right, but I'm stepping into my calm and peace and then I'll choose for me. So yeah, there's things I see that annoy me. Hey Sharon, how are you, my beautiful friends on here? So lovely to have you all. There's things that annoy me, but long term if I hold that rage, I'm making myself unwell. I'm projecting an energy onto another person and thing, and I'm adding to the discord. I'm adding to the dissonance. I'm adding to the pain on our planet. I'm adding to the struggle and strife and anger and rage. Where, hey, do we really need to do that? Do we really need to add to that when there's enough of that? Why can't we add some joy and ease and gratitude and have joy for them having their point of view? Enjoy that they've got a voice. Hey, they've got a voice and they can speak and they can have their own politics or their own beliefs about these things and let them be. Because at the end of the day, you can't actually change exactly how someone thinks on Facebook or on Instagram. You can't do that. But if you get a movement of people working out of calm and choosing from a deep knowing and place and able to change laws and things like that, you can make a difference. But ranting and raving on Facebook, I'm just, I'm actually got to the point I'm unfollowing people because, and I don't do this and I don't talk like this normally in my lives, but I am not up for resistance and reaction in my life. I'm up for kindness and gratitude. And yeah, there are things I don't agree with, but if I see the ranting and raving, I do not want to step into their reality and I don't want to entangle myself with their anger and rage and pain by reacting to them. It's not helping. So I've removed myself from it and I'm finding my calm again. Don't get me wrong, I, I get angry sometimes and I react. Ask my son over the weekend. But if we hold that long term, we create an electromagnetic field that goes out into the quantum field. It then entangles with more things. Our brain actually gets changed just like trauma and all the rest do. Our brain gets trained into look for things to be angry for. This is neuroscience. It's quantum physics, guys. This is how the brain works. The reticular activating system filters over time. Now, my brain was in a trauma filter for a very long time. And what I saw was sadness, grief, and things that made me sad and low for a very, very long time. And then I've come out of that, and I've shifted myself out of those frustrations of that and into seeing things to be grateful for. Oh, thanks, Kelly. I am not perfect cows. I'm not but I'm not going to be the one that reacts back. I'm going to be the bigger person and allow them to be them, knowing that I don't have to be in rage and anger back. And we all have our points of views about vaccinating or not. We all have our points of views about which part, um, person to bring into politics, which person to vote in and what Trump's like and what he should do and how great he is or not. All of the stuff that we're seeing, the conspiracy stuff or not conspiracy stuff, the stuff with the child abuse, we've all got points of views. And to me, it's all trauma. If we stay in it and react to it, we put ourselves in trauma. So yeah, find your space, your deep, deep, calm space and knowing. 
and know what's right for you first and then choose to act like you do. Hi, Pat, how are you? So finding that peace and that space will allow you to choose from your deepest knowing what you know for you is right for you. And then you'll stay out of some of those other conversations where people are raging and reacting at the moment because I know you don't want to wire your brain into that and fighting back. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. And we've all done it. But I certainly am not going to do it online. And we're seeing a lot of it at the moment. So rewiring your reticular activating system is what those things do. And the opposite of that is gratitude. Finding gratitude will rewire your activating system, reticular activating system, to find more value. So it actually goes to that part of the brain. Gratitude, it changes it. It changes it. They've shown it with neuroscience. So the more grateful you are for you or that person who you disagree with, the, the more likely you are to find value in your life and value in what's around you because it changes that part of the brain, the brain that sees value. You can do it with questions. Questions rewire the brain because they take you into a new pattern out of the old pattern. So you can ask, I wonder what it would take to be grateful for that person that I disagree with. I wonder what it would take to not care about what that person thinks about vaccinations or, or not vaccinating. I wonder what it takes not to react. That'll get your brain looking for a new way to be. Otherwise, it's looking for an old pattern. The brain does old patterns upon old patterns. It's deja vu. It does old patterns and it, they're wired in up to 10. There's a lot of it wired in and then we rewire on top and add new ones. But up to about 8 or 10, the brain is wiring in all the limiting patterns we have about ourselves in the world. So to rewire it, we have to actually actively do that. It's not going to do it itself. Otherwise, we're staying in 80 to 90% subconscious patterns. So the questions... Get the reticular activating system to step out of that old synaptic pattern and to look for something new. And they're really simple and they work. You can write them down for journaling or just say them out loud. I'll go around the house and I'll say, show me gratitude for my son today if I've gone into a space. Or show me gratitude for my bank account, even if there's nothing in it. Because that takes me out of trauma as well. Because the old patterns, the brain, the subconscious brain, we have three types of consciousness. The subconscious brain's job is to keep you safe. So it keeps you in an old pattern because that's safe. So even when something amazing in you will show up that's actually better for you, the brain goes, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, uh-uh. No, we've never done that before. We've never spoken in front of 200 people. Even though it would be a contribution to you, the brain does that. Its job is to keep you safe and to run away from the pterodactyl. That's the patterning of it. And that hasn't changed in thousands and thousands of years. And it does it by doing the same thing. It's based on a looping deja vu system, what I call the deja vu. And then we have two other consciousnesses. We have our self-identity, which is generally based on those on patterns as well. Our, our self-identity is also based on patterns. It's not necessarily true. We'll say, oh, I'm shy and I'm not good at this. Or, But actually, that'll be an old pattern. And then we have what you might call your quantum consciousness or your deep knowing. Māori would call it your wairua. Um, other people might call it your soul, your spirit. I call it your quantum consciousness. Other people call it your super consciousness. This is your deep, deep knowing. 
And your body works in tandem with your super consciousness or your quantum consciousness to actually choose what's right for you. So when we get out of our head and out of all our identity patterns that are limiting for us, we can actually go deep into our bodies and deep into our knowing, our consciousness, our true consciousness, and choose. And so when I see those things and people reacting, I'm constantly having to bring myself back to what I know is right for me. Whether I'd vote for that person or not doesn't matter online, but I know what's right for me and staying out of the resistance and reaction because that's what the brain does. Subconscious pattern only does resistance and reaction. But your conscious mind and your superconscious or quantum consciousness, which connects you with everything in the quantum field, all the infinite possibilities and infinite um, potentiality, it knows what's right for you. You know how sometimes you turn the corner instead of going that way and you run into a friend? Oh, well, and then she says, come for a coffee. That's that deep knowing, that super consciousness, that quantum consciousness that you're accessing. And I'm pretty sure those people who are ranting and raving online are doing it out of a subconscious pattern about their own anger and rage about something that's happened to them. And I get it, okay? We've all had stuff, but it's coming probably from there. And also we do want the planet, all of us want the planet to be a better, well, most of us want the planet to be a better place, right? I really believe that. 99% of us want the planet to be a better place. So they're reacting out of a, a fearful place that the planet isn't going to be. And fear is based in the subconscious mind or maybe in your self-conscious, your identity, because of the patterns your life has been built on. So they're coming out of fear. They're not coming out of a deep, deep knowing all the time. They might know that that thing is true for them, but the reaction is out of fear. And I'd prefer not to stay with that, because fear just takes you down a rabbit hole, and it drives your body, actually. Your body is your unconscious mind played out. So fear and anger and rage long-term and grief drive your body into certain physical patterns as well that play out. So I am not perfect. I resist and react. I'm not saying that. I disagree sometimes with things online and I agree. But hey, let's find our calm, our consciously aware living in the moment. Let's find our gratitude for us and them as well and joy and ease regardless of what they do. Yeah? And that's receiving them for who they are and what who you think they're not, what it is and what it isn't. And it's not always easy, but it's something I'm working towards because it makes me happier not to fight back. It makes me happier not to resist and react. And I'm not perfect, but if we can all take on board finding our calm, it's going to be easier not to be pulled into their rage and pulled into their anger and their points of views and rewire that reticular activating system so that we find more things to be angry about. We step into more anger, and it's actually what they call a quantum entanglement in quantum physics. So actually our energy entangles with that thing, and it just keeps entangling more and more. So that's the energy side of quantum physics, and the brain side is a synaptic pathway, just keeps rewiring down that route to it's like the bike going down the rut in the road. It can't go anywhere else. And I don't know about you, but I'm not up for that. So I'm sending love and aroha to everyone, no matter what they think, and then finding my calm space in there. And I'm not perfect at this, but if I can do my little part, 
then I'm adding joy and ease and gratitude to the planet, not more anger. This planet does not require more resistance, reaction, and anger. For me, what I know is it requires action out of a calm, peaceful place. Look at Nelson Mandela. Look at uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Look at Martin Luther King. They didn't fight with guns and hit people and say awful things. They came from their deepest knowing, and it was a calm space, but a space where they knew that thing wasn't right. But they acted out of calm, and they were consciously acting. So, hey, what could we take on here to do this? Some things are these questions. What's it going to take for me to be calm in those moments? Universe or God or whomever you think or quantum field, show me calm and the brain starts to look for calm. Show me peace. Show me ease. I wonder what it would be like to not resist and react to other people when they're resisting reacting me. It's all those sorts of things you can ask that will rewire the brain and your reality. And they're quite simple tools. You can head to my networknurture.info. There's some tools on there There's a, as well. And there's a free 15-minute chat where I start to shift you into that other consciousness, your super or quantum consciousness and your deepest knowing, what you might say, your gut, your instinct, your wider, whatever you'd call it. There's many, many different ways to explain that. Um, or you can head to my www.calmmyfarm. C-A-L-M-Y-M-Y-F-A-R-M.com. $10 a month, there's tools, meditations which access your knowing and access the quantum field on what those infinite possibilities and journaling prompts. So we do three meditations in the morning with another live um, journaling one afterwards. So they're live. So we do the journaling based on the meditation and another live straight afterwards. And then there's two evening ones which people are saying are putting them to sleep. Probably just listening to my voice puts people to sleep, to be fair. I can talk a lot. But seriously, if you want to come, it's $10 NZ a month. You get the first month up to 29 days free. If you want to trial it for 30 days, you get that for free. You can still get your money back. So after two weeks of this being opening, I'm getting such amazing feedback that if people, money showing up, more ease and joy, if they've stepped out of their old pattern and stepped back into truly being them, yeah, you know, Shazza, how much I can talk. So, yeah, it's, yeah, we're getting amazing results after not even two weeks. So if you want to be in now or it's a founding member's price, come on in. They're a lovely, lovely group of people. You don't have to share your life story. It's actually a place to celebrate and be grateful. We're not sitting there sharing all our stresses and our moaning and groaning, but we will share something if it illustrates a point. It's not about that. We're stepping into more gratitude, joy, and ease. See, I'd love to see you in there, but thank you for being on here. Put your comments underneath after this. If you disagree with me, go for it. I'd love to hear your points of views. Again, I'm not going to be reacting and resisting because I know it's not about me. We all have our deep knowing that's our knowing, and that's brilliant that we all know what's right for us. And if you don't, I'll teach you how to do that. Love you guys. Thanks for being on and we'll speak soon. Bye.